Hello and welcome to the Fertility Podcast. This is the last episode that we're sharing with you in 2020. And it's actually an Insta Live that Kate and I did that I've recorded the audio for and that's what you're about to hear. Now, before we do share the episode with you, this week in the UK, the restrictions for people have got even more severe, meaning that Christmas for a lot of people has been affected even more so than we thought it was going to be. And I just wanted to say that, you know, our hearts go out for everybody who's really finding this tough, not just in the UK, to be honest, wherever you are, because for some of us, this is a relief. For others, it's devastating. And we've all just got to try and push through as best we can. And we just continue to hope that the end is in sight. Obviously, we have the news of the vaccine and we've seen the pictures of people starting to have the vaccine. So a heartfelt virtual amount of love coming from us on the podcast and in this episode we give you some tips for Christmas, whatever is going on with you, as well as telling you a bit about what is happening with us. So do make sure you listen to the end and I hope you enjoy this slightly chaotic chat between Kate and I. There we go, you can see. If you just joined us, welcome. This is Kate and I doing... Our last chat, our last podcast of 2020. Um, And we thought we'd bring you with us into the recording and share kind of what happens because we've not really been doing this. And and this might well be what happens from now on is you really get to um, join in the fun. So if you just joined us, look, we're recording. We're live recording the podcast. And you're part of the podcast today. That's cool. So we're going to be getting you to... um, Give us your questions as we go along. Mm-hmm. Anything that you want answered, um, if I can't, Kate will. Mm-hmm. We're going to be giving you our thoughts for kind of coping with the Christmas period and just having a little think back of what's gone on this year because it's obviously been a bit of a bit of a crazy year. Um, but first of all, as as we both decided to do this and and Kate decided to share that we were doing um our last podcast of of twenty twenty. Um, you, you you kind of caused a bit of panic. I did. You? I did a bit of a faux pas. So on, I put on my stories this morning that we were recording our last podcast and I had a flurry of messages going, what? Last podcast ever? And this kind of, I, I think I, I panicked the nation basically. So I was like really quickly typing back to everybody going, no, 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 it's fine. We're coming back next year. It's the last podcast of 2020. And we'll be back for 2021. Yes. Rest we'll, be back. <laughs> we'll be back. We'll be back. Second of all, do let us know if there's any Christmas jumpers going on. I oh, have my second yeah. Christmas jumper on. I have a several, um, <laughs> as hopefully you saw on my uh my reel. Is anybody wearing a Christmas jumper? Let us know. I'm not. Comments. I failed on that. I didn't get the memo to wear Christmas jumpers. So I'm just wearing a normal it's one. National Christmas jumper day. Is it I'm today? Today is today's Christmas jumper day. Uh, I knew it was Christmas jumper day coming up. But I didn't know it's today. But anyway, I'm, I, I'd like to think I'm wearing kind of a nice, cozy, festive. Yeah. And I have got, I don't know whether you can see this. Uh, let me see. Can you see my log? Can you see my log burner? Uh, can you see that? I don't know whether you can see it because I can't see. Oh, 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 nice. Yeah, log burner nice. is so. There you go. Right. I'm lucky to have a log burner in my office. Lovely. The log burner is on. So that's a bit festive, isn't see, it? The spatial awareness is quite different in Kate's office and my office. I spend quite a <laughs> lot of time in a box 
because I do a lot of voiceovers mm. and um, bring the podcast in here. And Kate has that beautiful office. I do. But you normally make me be under a blanket, don't forget. Do. And actually, I'm not under my blanket today because I thought otherwise you won't see me until I go very red in the face because I get so hot. So I'm not under the blanket today. But I've got an idea and I haven't told my husband yet for a potential podcast room that I could make. Right. So I suddenly realised... Yes, well, he, he, well, he's next door, so he might well hear. I suddenly realised I've got a really good cupboard under the stairs, so I could make soundproof that, couldn't I? And make it into my podcast room like you have with your wardrobe. Well, this is, well, hang on a minute. This was actually a custom-built voiceover booth. I know. So, yes, wardrobe, but this was built by my very smart carpenter friend. Um, but yes, because under the stairs is probably quite a good shape because it's best to not have fully aligned walls when you're creating a soundproof box. So that's okay. exciting. Yeah. Yes. So maybe. Very... So I'm going to have to agree, see whether he agrees. And if it, if I have to do it, it means there's an awful lot to clear out from under the cupboard, under the stairs. But then I thought yeah. I could be a bit Harry Potter-esque, so that'd be quite cool. Yes. You have to sleep there. <laughs> you might make me. <laughs> me or your husband. <laughs> Both. <laughs> well, look. As Kate and I reached the end of the year, we were really hoping to do this um, podcast in person. We've not seen each other hardly at all mm. this year. I, I live in Manchester. If you're watching in the UK, you'll know we're we're in the tier three. You're in tier two, aren't you, Kate? No, we're in tier three. Do you know, this is a ridiculous thing. We're in Stamford and we went into lockdown in tier one and we came out of lockdown in tier three. How on earth does that happen? Well, I think all we can all say is that we're nearly at the end of this year and that next year will be so much better. Mm. Um, I do want us to talk a bit about this year and how it has impacted on mm. people's treatment um, and their emotional well-being. You know, Kate and I, well, if you don't know, just to explain, both Kate and I work to support you with your emotional well-being. Um, Kate is, is a fertility nurse consultant, so she can do a lot more of the kind of clinical stuff that she can explain. I've been talking a lot with you in terms of how best to look after your mental health. And, and there has been such stress with treatments, with restrictions around who can go with you on having your treatment and mm. having to have COVID tests and then shielding ahead and um, if you're going into treatment. And I think um, the, one of the, the key pieces of advice that we've been saying over and over and over again is to just to really hound your clinic for advice if, mm. if you're stuck, because there's a lot of there's a lot of worry that I think comes when people are asking others in groups and one clinic might do something different to another um, and, and I think that's our kind of party line, really, Absolutely, isn't it? yeah. I think communicate as much as you possibly can with your clinic. And if you can get the answers from them, that is the, the answers that you really want. Um, interestingly, kind of talking about this year and the way things are or have been and certainly the way things are now and the, the view of the fact that we've got the vaccine. And I know um, there's been a bit of concern over that um, because the... Um, the Joint Committee on Vaccination and Immunisation have stated that women who are trying to conceive in the next three months and those who are already pregnant shouldn't present for the vaccine. And the re reason for this is that at the moment we don't have the safety information because clearly 
it's unethical to do um, studies on pregnant women. So you can't do a study on a pregnant woman to see whether there can be any potentially any effects on the fetus from having a vaccine. So literally, the Joint Committee are being cautious. There is no evidence, and I really want to get hammer that home, there is no evidence at the moment to say that having the vaccination will impact either on your fertility or on pregnancy. So there's no evidence at the moment, but there's a lack of evidence. So that's why we just need to be really careful. So if you are trying to conceive in the next three months, don't present for the vaccine. I have got some more information that is literally hot off the press. This came from um, the British Fertility Society this morning and it was emailed over to me. Um, and basically it's talking about the fact that, because um, I know there's been a lot of concern from women that if they can't have the vaccine or um, if they had to delay having the vaccine, is this going to impact on their fertility treatments and the time? And therefore, could they run out of eligibility if they're going through yeah. the NHS? And so it says here, women who would benefit from the vaccine should be able to receive it without compromising their planned fertility treatment. Where a decision is taken to delay treatment due to vaccination, centres should work with commissioners of services to ensure that patients' eligibility for funded treatment does not suffer due to delay. So I think that's okay. really important that that's come literally from the British Fertility Society. So all clinics will be taking note of that. And this was to all clinics and all professionals working in the field of fertility. So hopefully that will mean that everyone can just feel a little bit more reassured now going into Christmas and next year. And we're hoping that that message goes to the CCGs as well. Absolutely. I'm sure it, I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will be Yeah, being communicated with them. Absolutely. Yeah. Now we're talking a lot about women having the vaccine and I was watching on Twitter um, the Progress Educational Trust were having their conference earlier this week and mm -hmm. if you aren't following them on here do follow them um, have a look at their website where they've been sharing a lot of the conversation about what was discussed because there was some conversations about the impact on sperm health with the vaccine. Uh, was there? I didn't see that. Unfortunately, I, I, I planned to see a lot of watch a lot of their um, seminars and then just got really, really busy and wasn't able to kind of tune in. But what were they saying? Well, again, it's it's kind of there isn't enough evidence. evidence and yeah. I think as well, um, Professor Alan Pacey, who is a brilliant spokesman mm -hmm. on sperm health and all things male fertility, he's the person to watch, really. And we'll look mm -hmm. to get more comment from him in terms of, you know, we need to have the evidence, don't we, before we can. We do. Absolutely. Really understand. Yeah. And I think as, as well, like we've been saying for men as well to have that conversation with your clinics, because there's some mixed there was some mixed conversations in my close Facebook group where the men were being told that they could have it, whereas the women were being told that they weren't. And so I think that's where the confusion is, is yeah. kind of happening. Yeah. And I think what I've started to see in the last week is a bit of scaremongering about the yeah. vaccine and fertility. And I think you know, from my point of view, I want that to stop right now because the, there is no evidence to be able to be any robust evidence to give any scaremongering. You know, we just don't have that. So I think it's right to be cautious, but it's not right to scaremonger and to prevent people from actually making informed decisions themselves to have the vaccine um, and then obviously protect themselves and their families and friends. If you're just joining us, this is Kate and I doing a podcast live as well Yay. as an Insta live. That's why I look like I'm in a cupboard. I'm in my voiceover <laughs> booth, which is where I normally do the podcast from. I don't normally share it with you, but Kate and I decided to do a bit of a behind the scenes. So this is my setup in my booth. Kate's in her lovely office. I'm in my um, office. Doing... my setup. 
Does he have an Instagram, the person you mentioned who specialises in sperm health? I don't think Professor Alan Pacey is on Instagram, but I would say um, check him out on Twitter. Um, I And also what... on, um, on Dr Fertility website as well. If you um, find go to drfertility.co.uk, yeah. then um, there's quite a lot about uh, Dr Alan Pacey on there do, talking about sperm banter. That's their campaign. And he gives out some fantastic information about um, sperm health. Doesn't um, talk about the vaccine on there, but I'm sure you can, if you Google him, you'll be able to find that information. I'm just finding his Twitter handle for you as well and you know we will follow up with him and mm. keep an eye on what he's saying he's just at alan pacey on twitter which is a double l a n and then p-a-c-e-y and if you did actually watch the uh bbc3 me my brother and our balls the brilliant documentary that chris and ben hughes did alan pacey was the doctor on that irish jen too she's just commented why would you have the vaccine if no evidence yet surely it's, it's best just to carry on without um i'm not quite sure what you mean do you mean what, what we're talking about is the evidence with regards to any any issues or problems with regards to fertility or pregnancy that's the evidence that we don't have obviously there's plenty of evidence that the vaccine is successful in preventing covid i'm not quite sure i'm not sure whether that's what you meant but um certainly if it, if it is that we meant that the evidence on fertility then it, and pregnancy we just have to be so careful because we can't do the um required tests on uh women who are pregnant because of the effects from the fetus we just have to be so cautious so that's why we don't have the evidence yet but it could be it could be that there's no risk or it could be that there is some risk, hopefully. And I suspect, like many other vaccines, there will be no risk. But we just don't know. So we're welcoming your questions in as this is our last podcast of 2020. Um, Sophie's just asked. Hello, Sophie. She said, what age group is prime for fertility? Do you want to answer that, Kate? Yeah, well, that's a really good question, because actually you're most fertile in your teenage years and your 20s, uh, which is True, but very disappointed because often we're not ready to have a family when we're in our teenagers or our 20s. And certainly there is a certain thought and some evidence suggests that your fertility declines from about the age of 35. Um, and people often use it as a term that falls off a cliff. I'm not sure if I actually necessarily completely believe that because I think it depends on how well you've looked after your fertility um, throughout the years as to whether or not your fertility is likely to fall off a cliff at 35. I think it's a, a bit of a, a scary term. And so I tend not to use that. And certainly in, in 2000, and I think it was 17 or 18, we saw the biggest rise in pregnancies in women in their 40s. So that shows you that actually you can con continue to conceive, you know, in your 40s, as long as you've got good ovarian health. On that note, though, we have had more um, research and more um, conversations about decline in sperm counts. Yes. So definitely. it's not a given because I think there's been such a perception for such a long time that men can, you know, carry on until whatever age whereas there is more and more evidence and we are seeing a rise in male infertility cases mm. being reported so what we're always really keen to do is highlight that you know if you are wanting to have a family not to presume it's a given that it's going to happen and yeah. do as much as you can to look after yourself be that with lifestyle choices that you're making I mean we know that smoking is so not good for your fertility, whether you're a man or a woman. And if ever there was a reason to stop, if you're making New Year's resolutions, 
you're heading into the Christmas time. I mean, obviously with COVID, I mean, I know from the voiceover work I do, there's been a massive rise in smoking cessation products. That's an yeah. insider scoop for you. I was yeah. recording something just the other day because so many people are realizing the impact, oh, you know. Ashley, that we've lost you, I think. I think I th- Am I still here? I think you're going in and out a bit, Nasley. Yeah, oh. I think you're, you're back now. <laughs> oh, how strange. Can you hear me all right if you're listening? Yeah. Do just let me know. I've Nothing's changed here. Um, hopefully you unless can hear me. Unless it's okay. my side, but I don't think it is. Give us a, give us a thumbs up if Nasley is a bit um, bit wavy on your Am I darling? Is on mine. Yeah, Does that wavy mean that I am? Is it? Okay. All right. Well, um, hopefully... You can hear me okay. For any reason, if you can't and you want to listen back, the podcast is going to be shared with you on the 21st of December. So make sure you've subscribed because this is a podcast live. We were just highlighting the fact when we had the question from Sophie about what kind of age is prime age for fertility, um, that it's not just a female issue. You know, it, it is affecting the guys as well. And we've talked about this a lot on the podcast about different lifestyle changes um, that can impact sperm health. And just just have your wits about you, I think, as a, as a starting point of the things that if they're going to be damaging to your health, they're going to be damaging to your fertility. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, smoking is definitely the worst thing that men can do for their sperm health. So and women, really. So definitely yeah. don't don't take that up over Christmas. <laughs> um, if you've got any more questions, do keep them coming. Mm, um, Kate, what else has been a standout moment for you this year in terms of conversations that have happened um, with with your kind of patients? We know there's been so much kind of concern about treatment stopping and starting. Mm. I mean, thank goodness it has started again Mm. we had a conversation there about eligibility and so hopefully that fear that you might have had about not being eligible because of the delays hopefully Kate has put your mind at rest and please do watch back if you've just joined us Claire uh, Kate Claire Claire? Kate shared um, news from the British Fertility Society that's come out today yeah I did and that I think there's I think standout conversation for me I mean I will never forget when COVID hit and the moment that fertility treatments were all cancelled, I will never forget that happening. And as long as I live, I remember I was sat here actually, and I remember looking out the window thinking, I can't believe this. This is just going to be so devastating for so many. Um, And then the fallout that happened um, and myself and a number of colleagues were really trying to support and you, Natalie, we're all trying to support people on, um, on Instagram as much as we possibly could. Um, and we were really lucky, weren't we, to speak with um, the HFEA, Sally Cheshire, the chair. Um, and she was able to put our mind at rest somewhat, wasn't she, with her discussion? Yeah. Because we we wanted to take it to her and say, look, women are feeling and men are feeling completely devastated and there's lack of communication. And how can, how can this change? What can you do to make this better? So we felt reassured after talking to her. And then the euphoria of, when fertility treatments restarted again and how everyone was just so pleased but then equally the worry of and and also seeing that there'd been so much delay and that they were going to have to wait for a long time and then the concerns over the fact that by that point a lot of women would have been over the um, eligibility age for for IVF funded treatment and the the distress that that caused so I think that those are definitely my standout moments and my standout conversations for the year what about you? 
Well, I've loved watching what's been happening within this community and I've seen on Instagram in particular, I mean, it's already been coming into its own, but what's been amazing is seeing the conversations and there's particularly some people that have just taken it on themselves to do more lives. And the infertile midwife, Sophie, is a brilliant example of that. She has done so much in terms of she did it through Baby Loss Awareness Week and has just done so many brilliant lives. I just was really struck with the stuff that she's been doing and I thought that was a real testament to this kind of ownership of this conversation. Yeah, Sophie was amazing, wasn't she? She started them during the Baby Loss Week and now she's carried them on, which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I also love Becky Defining Mum. She's launched her new Pastor Parent Hub which is a huge conversation happening if you're thinking about donor conception, um, alternative routes to parenting. And Mike, two dads who was on this before, I don't know if he still is, um, they've been kind of working on a whole um, focus kind of membership as well for if you're in a same-sex relationship or or if, if you're just looking to find out more about UK surrogacy and how that all looks. It's just been really amazing seeing what people are coming up with. And there's still loads of conversations. Um, Kate and I are always having conversations with people that are coming up with new stuff, stuff that we'll be sharing more of in the new year. And I think that in itself is so just um, amazing to see that we find our voice and we're running with it here in this space. In terms of coping at Christmas, I mean, I've got some, some ideas that I think are really worth taking on board. Um, And the first one in that sense is to really think about before you go and meet family, uh, however your Christmas looks, have a think about what or who might trigger you. Kind of arm yourself with that, because if you think ahead and prepare yourself, then you've got the opportunity to maybe prepare a line that you're willing to say or prepare to avoid that person. Because I think the more proactive you can be when it comes to triggers, the better placed you're going to be yeah absolutely that's a good one yeah I agree I've got some yeah so I think one that's um really important is to think to remember that Christmas isn't just for children you know whoever said that Christmas is just for children um and I think it's a lovely time to then yeah make your own traditions you know what can you do that is important I know as for us we have our own traditions that we do that we we've had you know since my husband and I first got got together and before we got married before we even had children so you know it isn't all about doesn't have to be just about children Christmas can be for the two of you as well so think about all the little traditions that you could start that become part of your family Christmas and enjoy that whether it's going down to like we've done today going to cut the Christmas tree down we we go and tag our Christmas tree and then we go back a few weeks later and cut it down um so we've done that today you know we're going to have mulled wine and do the tree tonight I know I'm a bit late because everyone else seems to have done their tree, but we never do our tree until this time of the of Yeah, the but month, people so. have only done their tree because they're bored and they've got nothing else to do. Or they've got a fake one and I've got a real tree. So you can't do a real tree too early, can you? Well, you can if you're like me and you buy it in a pot. True. That's a very good. Because yeah. I don't want to throw my tree away. I want my tree to go in the garden and come back next year. Nice. Didn't you have one from last year you put in the garden? Well, I repotted it and killed it. Oh, okay. Well. So it lasted for two Christmases <laughs> and then I... I I spoke to the man in the garden centre. He told me what I did wrong. I know oh, what okay. to do next time. All right, okay, all right. I want to add into this mix yeah. of deciding how long you stay or decide not to go because we have perfect excuses yeah. this year to not go to things that maybe you are expected to go to. 
And you can say whatever you want about it. Um, and I think that it is totally on your terms. And if you are going, you can decide that you will be leaving at a certain point because yeah. of the restrictions, however you want to play it. But take ownership of this Christmas time. And you can use the pandemic as an excuse because everybody else is. Yeah. So that is another tip from me. I agree. I've got one. Ditch the guilt. So I think when you're trying to conceive and you may be having IVF and you're being really, really strict with your diet, your exercise, your alcohol, et cetera, et cetera. If you do at any time slip and have, I don't know, a piece of cake or a glass of wine, you feel incredibly guilty. I think Christmas is a time to ditch that guilt. And let's face yeah. it, and this is really true, a mince pie or the odd glass of wine is not going to stop you getting pregnant. And I think that's something to really think about and ditch that guilt just for this time, just for Christmas, ditch it. Yeah. And I'll just add onto the list that don't forget you've got this community literally in your pocket. So mm. have your phone with you. And if you need to go into the loo and rant on Facebook or rant in a Facebook group, our closed Facebook group is called Talk Fertility. I know I've mentioned it a few times, but it's just to remind you that there is other places that you might or might not know. Um, you have people in literally in the palm of your hand. And I think that yeah. somebody has just knocked on my door. And so I am possibly... This is what happens when it's alive. Or oh, you go and I'll carry on chat. You go and I'll carry on chatting because I can answer a question. She said, we've just been referred for urgent treatment, waiting to hear if we'll be accepted, but worried it'll all be delayed with Christmas and existing waiting lists. Oh, gosh. Well, fantastic. That's such good news that you've been referred for um, treatment already. That's great. Um, an urgent treatment. I'm hoping at the fact that it's urgent means that they'll get you through really quickly um most clinics do work over christmas unbelievably you know they still see women on christmas day and boxing day because often they have to because they can't delay if you you're going through ivf um, during your cycle not all clinics do to be fair but most do so you might want to just check and see whether your clinic is one that does work over christmas the christmas period but good luck because that's great news yeah best of luck we have a very exciting announcement to share with you just finally because we've said how this is our last podcast of 2020 we are going to be having a little break and that break is actually turning into a relaunch of the fertility podcast so what we're inviting you to do is let us know what you want to hear more about and we've talked about this in the past but this is a proper relaunch this podcast has been going for six years now there are a lot of episodes and what we're going to be doing is making it much easier for you to find the information. And I really mean that in that 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 huge amount of podcasts is going to be slimmed down hugely. So we'll be telling you more in the new year, but we are going to be relaunching. So if you don't hear a podcast episode on your feed, do not worry. Just make sure you're subscribed. <laughs> Even though I scared everybody earlier saying that it was the last one. Don't worry, we are coming back. Not going anywhere. <laughs> We're just no. relaunching. You, hear, you heard it here first because this podcast is all about educating you. It's about fertility education. That is our core mission is to give you as much information as possible when you're trying to conceive whatever stage you're at. And the more people that we can help the earlier in their journey then that kind of completes our mission because ideally we want to try and help you so that you don't have to go through the clinic door but we know that 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 is the kind of inevitable route for so many of us 
So let us know in the DMs or if you see us popping up in different places, what you are still trying to find answers to because there's loads of us sharing content these days. This community is amazing, but there are still a lot of unanswered questions and we will do our best to fill those gaps for you. Mm. And I hope you've all enjoyed our podcast live on Instagram. So it'll be on the podcast and it's been on Instagram and you've seen it warts and all. You've seen Natalie have to go and answer the door. This is great. (laughs) This is what it's really like, but we normally edit it all out so you don't get to see it. Exactly. (laughs) I'll just show you. We've had a good 32 minutes of chat. Yeah. There you go. And you can actually see how much louder than me, Kate is, which is often the case. Yeah, it is, isn't it? That's what we fix in the edit. This came today. It's a little jar. I know. Your jar of kindness, 31 days of quotes from the heart. And that is from... I know. That's from Kate, my nurse. We're two Kates, very confusing. But that's Kate, who works with me at Your Fertility Journey. And she sent me this. And it came today. And I'm really touched. I know. So it's on my desk, so I could do a quote a day. Excellent. Well, we look forward to the quotes. And thank you for all your support. Thank you for joining us. We're like we yeah. said, we're not going anywhere. The podcast is coming back in a new guise. So yeah. watch this space and take care. And happy, happy Christmas. Christmas. I've only got tea, but happy Christmas. I've got nothing. <laughs> Cheers, Natalie. Happy Christmas. So, like we both said, Merry Christmas. We are taking a break because we are relaunching the podcast. So the best thing to do is make sure you are subscribed to it, which you can do via your favourite podcast feed. Um, We, of course, will be shouting about it on our socials. Make sure you are following at Fertility Poddy on Instagram and Kate is your fertility journey. And we look forward to joining you in hopefully a much easier year for all of us in 2021. Where's the the chair? chair. All right, let's get the chair. Here you go. You put the headphones on. I'll get the chair. Hang on. Hello, everybody. Right, up you come. Merry Christmas to everybody listening to the Fertility Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this year and make sure you join us for our relaunch in 2021. I'm Phoenix and I'm an IBF baby, but I'm not a baby anymore because I'm five and I'm nearly six. It's my birthday on the 9th of March. <laughs> right. So I'm not nearly sick. Because I'm five. <laughs>